Hey, everybody, before we uh, get started in the show, uh, I just wanted to take a moment to recognize uh, formally all nine victims that were lost in the helicopter crash. Um, Kobe Bryant, age 41. Gianna Gigi Bryant, age 13. Uh, Gianna's basketball teammate, Alyssa Altobelli. Uh, John Altobelli, 56. Carrie Altobelli, Christina Mauser, Peyton Chester, Sarah Chester, and Ara Zobayan. And the other forward for the final time, number 24 on the floor, 6-6. Five-time world champion, Kobe Bryant. I want you to know now, so we both can savor every moment we have left together the good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have. And we both know, no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands. Five, four, three, two, one. And uh, I love you guys. And uh, my family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And. Uh, Hey everybody, uh, welcome into the Table Talk Pod. Uh, Sam Howard, Zach Thompson, Caleb Lamoureux, as always. Uh, today we should have been uh, talking Super Bowl. We should have been talking about my appearance on Shaq's podcast. We should have been talking All Star snubs with none. Of that seems appropriate right now with uh, last Sunday with the tragic passing of uh, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the seven other souls that were on that helicopter. Uh, to get started, I wanted to travel back in time to 1992. Uh, I was uh, six, six years old, five, six years old, and I stumbled across uh, the year in sports, 1991 Sports Illustrated uh, video cassette. And that has kind of since been my motivation for the series we've been doing uh, with the flashbacks and sports. And I remember watching it over and over. And it was, I can remember bits of it. I remember the Super Bowl in 91. The team lost on a last second field goal. Um, I, th I remember some of the boxing. But the thing that I remember most, oh, that was the year that uh, Grant Hill had that pass to Christian Leitner uh, with Duke, and Christian Leitner hit the buzzer beater to send them to the championship, which they ended up winning. But it was the first time I saw Michael Jordan, and I became obsessed with Michael Jordan. Now, this was before Space Jam. This was the first, before I've ever even played basketball. 
and I watched it over and over again. I memorized his interviews that he had, uh, the plays, getting past the Pistons, his infamous 1991 championship where he switched uh, hands midair layup. I remember them losing game one and then him saying after that game he knew they could win. And I watched it probably like 10 times a day over and over again and tried to recreate those moments I saw, but I was never any good. So it didn't really help me much. And then I fast forward about to fourth grade. So 96, this was Kobe's rookie year. And, and we had a new kid move to town and for some reason he was team Kobe and I was team MJ. Uh, and just like so many athletes, they take us back to our childhood and they bring up those awesome memories that we have. Uh, I mean, King Griffey Jr. reminds me of my good friend, JJ. Grant Hill was Bobby. Uh, me and Gordon were MJ and Solon was Kobe. And it had to be because Kobe won the dunk competition that year because every little kid loves the dunker. And uh, Solon and I, we would play countless games of one-on-one -on -one, and I was team MJ and he was Kobe, but these weren't your normal game to 10, game to 11, win by two. <laughs> they were five seconds left. You're down by one and it's your ball and you, and you got to score to win game seven of the finals. <laughs> and if you missed it, every time there was a foul. <laughs> and if you missed the free throws, there was a technical. <laughs> and so these games always, they never ended. So they kept going and going and going. And we would do this all the time when, when, when it was just him and I, we'd, we'd play one-on-one, -on -one, this is what we'd do. And then you go to when we're, uh, we were 18, just graduated high school. He moved to California in eighth grade, but uh, after we graduated, uh, he passed away. And kind of the thing that, you know, would always bring back a lot of good memories was being able to watch Kobe keep playing. Now, I hated Kobe Bryant. He killed us in so many ways. Him and Shaq, they dominated us. But watching him play always brought back a lot of good memories of us collecting cards. Uh, I don't have any Kobe Bryant cards because we'd always trade Kobe's for NJ, Solon and I. And so ever since then, you know, I've been an avid card collector, always collected, still have my cards, have all my MJs. And so, so we go back to last Friday and we're on the podcast with Shaq, having fun, laughing, good time. Was really excited about that. And then Saturday night, I uh, post you know, just something how I've always collected cards and how I still like to collect cards, which later on we'll be opening some packs. And uh, Solon's sister-in-law uh, responded to it and was like, we still have his cards. And now these cards have been on my mind for a long time. I've wanted these cards. And when we were in fifth grade, we made wills saying, you know, if anything happened to us, we'd get each other's cards. And obviously those hold no legal bearing or even, they should, <laughs> even any moral. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> yeah. they, they should. It holds no moral or legal <laughs> obligation. And I was just like, oh my God, I will do, I'll pay any amount. I'll pay for shipping. I'll do anything to get those cards off your hands. And she was like, yeah, you know, uh, 
once we uh, look into those boxes, we'll get them in. You know, I'll talk to my husband, who was Solon's brother, and uh, we'll see if you know how he feels about giving those up. Obviously, those probably hold a lot of value to him, especially now. Yeah, and then you know, the next morning, not even twelve hours later, we get the news that Kobe died, and I was just, I was sitting on my phone, just you know. Oh, you were talking about the cards before Kobe died? On se- yeah, the night before. Oh, my God. Yeah. LeBron <clears throat> passed them in yeah. points. And it was just it was just complete random. You know, I just I posted a picture of all these, you know, autograph cards I have and jersey cards. And she just randomly responded. And, you know, we just started talking. And I, I sent her pictures, you know, of, like, some of the cards he gave me as a kid for, like, birthday presents and some of the stuff. Comic books of Jordan. You know, just things that I've, you know, I've kept my whole life. And then Sunday, the news comes, you know, Kobe Bryant dead in helicopter crash. And, you know, and you keep, I think the first thing I did, I text you guys and I go, holy shit, Kobe. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I just, I keep, yeah. I keep. I, ref- heard, I heard about it from you before yeah. anything else. Yeah. And I keep refreshing my phone. I was I, literally, I, th- I was literally about to call you. I had called one other person and I was about to call you and then you posted on there. You posted on a group chat. Yeah. And like, I was just like, no, this, you know, keep refreshing, you know, and I'm hoping it's not true. Because it was TMZ that broke it. Yeah. And I, and I immediately assume, okay, it's that we have a lot to kind of see what's happening here because yeah. it's TMZ. I'm sorry. I don't, you yeah. know, but. But it turns out they were the most accurate. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, you keep, you keep looking and then you start hearing, you know, oh, his whole family was on board. Rick Fox was on board yeah. and all sorts of stuff. And then. The confirmations start coming in and you know it just you know it brought up a lot of you know old wounds from the childhood yeah. and of losing my friend you know in wounds that i haven't really been able to talk about you know maybe my wife but most of my closest friends you know i don't really talk about this with and so all I can really say is, you know, to my homie, until we meet again and we're able to finish those epic one-on-one battles that we had, and maybe we'll even be able to do some 2v2, me and Mike versus you and Kobe. And so a lot of people say, you know, how could someone you never met, you know, when they die, how can it, you know, affect you? And it's like... Not only was he a global impact on us, but he also was the, you know, the reason behind so many childhood memories that we had playing basketball and the story of my childhood. And I'm sure all of our childhoods couldn't be told without Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. And so, I mean, it just, it really sucks. And I think that's, I mean, you guys are both parents. I have one on the way. And I think every parent's worst fear is a something happening to their child yeah. and B you not being there to raise your child. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. you know, with all the families on board, you know, siblings are lost parent, you know, a dad is lost. A mom is lost. Husbands are lost. Brothers, sisters, yeah. uncles, you know, the impact that, that those people had on their families, we won't know, but you know, it could be i mean it, it, it's impacted not just not just with kobe's loss but with everybody that was on there and 
you know, they could have been something really special to somebody else too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty serious. I mean, I, I I don't want to downplay the people who outside of, you know, Kobe and Gianna that passed away, but the impact that Kobe Bryant's had on not just sports, but just our generation of youth, Mm -hmm. how, you know, I mean, when you, when you find somebody or a player in a sport where every single person that talks about him can't, you know, not talk about his work ethic or talk about how, you know, how incredible of, of a person he was, how incredible, you know, and everybody has their downfalls and everybody has their issues. But at the end of the day, it's like he impacted so many people. I mean, you saw, it doesn't matter what, what, you know, politics you're into. It doesn't matter your, your sex, age, gender, you know, anything. People were mourning and are mourning for one person, you know, collectively as a group, you know, and that, that was, I felt like that was significant enough that for, for me, it's like, I, I still draw from when I was in high school, you know, cause I was born in 89. So when he came into the league in 96, I was just getting to the age where sports was becoming a huge part of my life, watching sports and kind of playing sports and the Mamba mentality that kind of came forward was such a big part of my driving factor in sports was like the Mamba mentality, the, you know, the, you know, when your body gives up, that means you push even harder, you know? And then, so I took that into every sport that I played and everything. And even like into the military, when I was there, it was like, you had to have like a, like a Mamba mentality. And that, that's kind of the impact that he had on me. You know, I, I, I think I I see it more um, <clears throat> as a, and I texted this to you guys where as a father of a daughter, mm-hmm. how incredibly just painful that is to think about, you know, and that his wife and kids and just, you know, I fear that all the time that, you know, my wife's going to take my kids somewhere and I'm never going to see him again, you know? So, I think he had more of an impact than even people who didn't watch sports. I think he, everybody knew who he was. Everybody knows the name. I mean, shit, when we were kids, man, we throw pieces of paper into a garbage can. We were yelling Kobe everybody. every time, you know? Everybody. So people were doing that, didn't never even play basketball, don't even know what, you know, don't even follow basketball. You're yelling Kobe when they're throwing shit in the air. It's so, a universal truth. <laughs> it is. I mean, so it's it still blows my mind that I'll never like hear him speak again. You know, be able to listen to his commentary on a basketball game. You won't see him on the sideline. You know, chopping it up with his kid. You know, explaining things like those clips are the ones that kill me. You know, like I can watch his highlights and stuff and remember how incredible he was. That's fine. But the ones that kill me are the ones where he's with his kids. Mm -hmm. You know, like I saw one picture, man, on Twitter where he's in a game. He's in his Laker jersey and he's reaching behind his back, like during a free throw from the other team. And his like two year old daughters slapping hands. And it's like, you'll never see that again, you know, and like just feeling for the family and 
watching Shaq get emotional about it. It's just like the such massive impact that one person can have. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think also knowing that you can come back from something so detrimental as kind of what he had come back from with with the assault stuff that happened and, and the corner that he took. And then, you know, after basketball, doing all the great things he, he did and making the impact he did and how much of a family man he became and how much he was there for his, for his family and, you know, how <clears throat> he never had a son. And he's like, I'd have five more daughters. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a dad to girls and I love that and I'll never change that. Girl dad. Yeah. yeah. Girl dad, you know, that, um, that means a lot. That meant a lot to me yeah, that yeah. someone would say that, you know, and you know, his, his career as a player with the Lakers may have been over, but his career as a coach mentor far from it, mm-hmm. you know, think about the, the lives of kids that he still could be, you know, having an influence on right now. And I wonder who is going to step up in his place. Oh, to take yeah. over that role and mentor these these kids, these youths that are struggling out there that need that strong mentor or leader to coach them through whatever tough times they're having and, yeah. and build that mamba mentality in them. Well, it just makes you feel so fragile, you know, that someone like that who you never thought was ever going to be... I mean, he felt indestructible, right? I mean, like, yeah. the way he did things, the way he... You know, not to get like into into the stories about Kobe already, but like the dude tears his Achilles, one of the most painful tissue, like soft tissue injuries, or you know that you can face, tears it and then hits two clutch free throws to yeah. bring him ahead in the game. I mean, that if that's not like Mamba mentality, I don't know what is. And now we're seeing guys in the league, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, these young guys, Trey Young, all these guys come up and they idolized him like he idolized Jordan. And yeah. now that piece of like basketball history that that like driving force is completely ripped out you know and so like i think you're right man i mean the team that his daughter played on that those people were going they go into a game it, they were played for the mambas yeah that was his team and his daughter had serious career aspirations oh absolutely oh, she was she was a bucket yeah she yeah. was insane and the the crazy part of it all is is he missed a play once his kids play and he's like, I got to figure out how I can, how I can still be, you know, this athlete and practice and do all this, but still be a father. And so that's when the whole, that's when he started taking helicopters, you know, yeah. to and from practice and stuff. So, you know, it'd take him 15 minutes instead of 90 minutes. And so, yeah. and then just the fact that, you know, even like the little things, like while he was playing was like, no, if I can go to the school line and pick up the girls, I want to do it. You know, let me do that part, you know, because I'm gone so much. And I mean, really, what what other athlete, you know, do we see that has like stepped into such like an amazing like father role? I mean, I think you see that LeBron, right? I mean, LeBron's always at his kids games. He's always supporting his kids. You know, you hear about that a lot. I don't think it's as publicized as much as Kobe's was because after retirement, he was so adamant and involved in his kid's life. And like that, that was became his full-time job. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and I think it'll be the same for, for LeBron. I mean, you see that in LeBron that he genuinely like loves his kids and wants his kids to do on how excited he gets when his son, when Bronny makes a play, yeah. you know, like I, I mean, I just as a parent, like I, I go, I've, watched 
Brianna recently at a dance competition, her first time like actually being at like a dance clinic competition. Yeah. And how happy she was and how proud of herself she was. And it's just like you can't you 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 can't, you know, it, it makes everything else seem pretty insignificant, you know, like yeah. it's just a kid like dancing around, but in my mind I'm so unbelievably proud that I'm like like okay, Juilliard next. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like it's so I, I think I think everybody can agree that Kobe impacted their life in one way or the other. But on top of that is that you can remember a time when like you hated him. Oh yeah. And you can remember a time when you loved what he did and you can remember a time when you <laughs> like I, I hated so much when he would play against the Blazers because he yeah. kicked our ass. Yeah, him and Shaq. Just, just destroyed us, man. And it's like, I, I, I spent a long time watching um, clips of that first game. Damien's very first NBA game was against Kobe. Yeah. yeah. And then after the game, Kobe's like, that boy is serious. Yeah, he's not he's, afraid of nothing. He's afraid of nothing. And yeah. I'm like, that's Kobe Bryant that oh, yeah. just said that about Damian Lillard. And then seeing that picture of Dame on his phone, like on the floor, and in the background are all those Kobe shirts going up the riser. And it's like, it's just, it gives me a chill. Cause it's like, there, and I, I, I've said this before, it's a piece of basketball has been forcibly ripped away. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause it wasn't, it wasn't a Bill Russell, you know, someone old, like, you know, that passed away. It was, Someone really who we were just starting to put, you know, put that rivalry behind us of him wearing a Lakers jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like once Shaq left the Lakers, you're like, oh man, Shaq's actually really funny. He's actually really cool. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. like go Shaq. And now that Kobe was like retired and no longer killing us, it was yeah. like, all right, Kobe's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like Kobe. I, I love that he would take his daughter to random basketball games oh, yeah. not like just laker games right yeah like they're going to hawks games they're going to sparks. nets yeah. games they went going... to a lot of sparks games yeah yeah i mean he would just if if he's somewhere he's taking gianna and they're watching a basketball game if there's one if there's one in town right yeah. Yeah. and it's like how he was such uh so passionate about the game as a whole that he's not gonna just go to laker games and and be you know jack nicholas or jack nicholson right yeah. he, he, he's 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 such a fan and such a student of basketball period that he wants to watch it and see it anytime and he i saw uh when he was on that uh he was he was doing an interview and matt barnes was interviewing him and stuff and he was saying like after i got out of basketball i stopped watching it i stopped watching it, i stopped following it. i really just didn't want it because i all i wanted was to go back and then once his daughter started loving basketball he got so much more into basketball like analytically and was like like he was i honestly feel like kobe would have coached if if yeah you know if not like at the highest level he was coaching now you know he was he was doing that with his kids and i mean i digress man it's like that, we could go on for hours and hours about the impact but the bottom line is is that it, it's it's still it's still a shock and we're still gonna see you know it, the impact that it makes on the nba season this year and and the the kind of the state of the way the nba has been has been really bad mm -hmm. and this just sent a shock wave through the world you know and again eyes are on basketball 
there's going to be so many people watching this Laker Blazer game coming tonight because this is the first time they're back in Staples Center. It's the first game the Lakers are going to play. This is the first time LeBron's playing after Kobe's death. This is, you know, and it, unfortunately, it just happens to be against the Portland Trail Blazers, who we root for. But it's somewhat fitting, though. I mean, they were yeah, almost yeah. back in the day. Yeah, it's like almost like gives me chills that it's against the Blazers. Yeah. Like, like ah, uh, and <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, he always showed up against the Blazers, mm-hmm. dude. Career games against the Blazers, dude. I mean, besides 81 points in a night, he always found a way to beat the Blazers. I remember the only time I've ever actually blacked out and, like, passed out, fainted, was uh, after that game seven. I, uh, you know, that that freaking... I mean, Scottie Pippen's supposed to be the greatest defender of, like, all time. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking Kobe about. Kobe crosses him up and Scotty just goes flying. <laughs> Drives in. Rashid and Brian, no, Brian Grant closes out. Sheed's wide open, just lobs it. Boom! Shaq. That Shaq play? Is that what the one yeah. you're talking about? And then Hold he on. runs out pointing. And yeah. That has to be probably the greatest, if not Western. That's yeah, such an iconic Shaq moment. Yeah, if that's not the greatest play of all time, it's definitely the greatest Western Conference final play of all time. Yeah, and I got up after that game to go take a shower, and I stood up too fast, and I just went back. <laughs> <laughs> just, you literally fainted at. I woke. Yeah, I woke up twitching like I was just on the floor twitching. <laughs> was, oh, I mean, watch Scottie Pippen here. Oh. You're the greatest defender of all time? And what's she doing? Close out. Oh, God. Oh, let's do it one more time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love how they did this, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, we were up. We were up so much oh, in this game. That God. wasn't even that crazy of a crossover. No. What was he doing? Dear God. I mean, we were probably going to lose anyway. I think we were down like four or six at that point. <laughs> And he's pointing to Sharif in that after that. Oh, was he? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Oh my goodness, that's and another so another so before the eighty-one point game, he had like sixty-two and three quarters. And uh, Phil had one of the assistant coaches ask him if he wanted to uh, go for seventy uh, to play the fourth and go for seventy. Yeah. And he said, no, I'll get it later. He, no, I'll get 80 later, is what he said. <laughs> and then a month later, he drops 81. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there it is. 81, 81 points. This is all 81 points in three minutes. That's what this clip, this yeah. clip, like clip is. But yeah, I mean, okay, let's 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 do this. Let's talk about greatest moments, greatest Kobe moments. You know, whether whether that's greatest according to everybody else or to us maybe maybe for us i I think for sure probably uh the one that really probably stands out is not one but his both his championships after Shaq left um i think so the way you know a lot of people say kobe built this house and i respectfully disagree um you know they've had what 18 championships in la yeah 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 i mean they were they were a dynasty, you know, prior to Kobe being there. Yeah. You know? So, so I, I tweeted, I said, 
I said Jerry West and Wilt laid the foundation. Kareem, Magic, and uh, James Worthy built the house. Shaq and Kobe remodeled it. And then Kobe <laughs> paid the motherfucker off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And now LeBron and AD are renting it out Airbnb yeah. style. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think mine, I, I, what, this one, the torn Achilles with the free throws in clutch in a clutch time. Um, I mean, I'm not going to play this whole thing, but essentially when he gets injured, he refuses to go back in the locker room. And says, you know, I'm, I'm going to shoot these free throws when my team is down. Uh, and I'm telling you, the when you tear your Achilles, okay, it. I've never torn my Achilles, okay, but I have seen people tear their Achilles, and it it is one of the most painful looking injuries, yeah. okay. So, with that being said. He refuses to go off the floor. Torn Achilles lifts the back back of his shoe off of his heel, okay, to try to let the pressure go. Goes to the line, stone face, okay. This is look at this. Yeah, that's okay. The, his Achilles is balled up in the bottom of his calf right now. I mean, Goes, you can kind of tell he's in a lot of pain. Oh there, yeah, but oh, yeah. like, but Mamba fucking mentality. But he's gonna hit these no matter what. You know it. I wonder if they won that game. Ties the game up. Ties the game up and and then proceeds to walk off on his own to the locker room. I mean, if that to me doesn't if that doesn't say a Mamba mentality when your body fails you, you know that you can still push past your physical limits. That's it right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. It's absolutely incredible. Do uh, look up uh, Kobe bully Sasha in practice. Oh, were there? He's elbowing and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I love that. I like that one. Uh, the Matt Barnes, no flinch. Oh, that's on there too, yeah. Coming from a guy who flinches very flamboyantly over a bug flying across my face. like. Okay. Uh, I don't think this is the actual. Yeah, yeah. And then what, what, yeah, get some volume on that and then watch him uh, w- send a wink to the probably the assistant coach. that one. <laughs> man i'll tell you what man it, to have him as a teammate if that doesn't make you want to stay in the gym and, and shoot 50 extra free throws to to you know to work even harder to know that like the person who has worked arguably the hardest on his game you know when when when, when michael jordan comes out who is a pompous fucking asshole deservedly so okay comes out and says Kobe Bryant is the only person that has even come close to matching my work ethic. Well, even, yeah, even Phil Jackson said that that Jordan had a great work ethic, but he also had hobbies like gambling, golfing, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Kobe didn't have hobbies. Kobe's Kobe would get a full practice in before practice. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to play this. So, uh, Kobe's dear basketball short. He won an Oscar yep. for it. Um, so this is like the acceptance of him doing that. And to Kobe for writing Dear Basketball, uh, it's a message for all of us. Whatever form your dream may take, uh, it's through 
passion and perseverance that impossible is possible. Well, I don't know if it's possible. I mean, as basketball players, we're really supposed to shut up and dribble, but I'm glad, I'm glad we did a little bit more than that. Um, thank you, Academy, for this amazing honor. Thank you, John Williams, for such a wonderful piece of music. Thank you, uh, Verizon, for believing in the film. Thank you, Molly Carter. Without you, we wouldn't be here. And to my wife, Vanessa, our daughters, Natalia, Gianna, and Bianca, Ti amo con tutto il mio cuore. You are my inspiration. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. So, people, basketball players do a lot of things post-NBA. Okay, whether it be cracked out homeless on the street oh. or winning Oscars, okay, he's taken something that was passionate, which which was his was writing children's books and making an impact on a community and, and on the world, and and turns it into something so incredible. He wins an Oscar for yeah. it, which is can we I, uh, can we get the, him talking about his daughter on Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, of course, yeah, that was a good one. And what I really like in that video of where they're sitting courtside and he's, he's explaining something yeah, to her yep. and he's, you see her understand it and you yeah. just see that like, yep. oh, yeah, like, I, she's, she's it. She's got it. Wouldn't that be great? Dude, man. I'm telling you, the best, the best thing, the best thing that happens is when we go out and, and fans will come up to me and she'll be standing next to me and they'll be like, Hey, you gotta have a boy. You and B gotta have a boy, man. You have somebody carry on the tradition, the legacy. She's like, oh, I got this. Yeah. She, oh, man, that just, that sucks. Another one that I like is his, uh, his SB Icon Award speech. Oh, yeah. You guys seen that one? Now let's pull it up. I got it right here. All right. Guess we can just listen to it. I don't need to see it. It's amazing to be standing here alongside Abby and Peyton. And, uh, you know, Abby decided to retire after a compelling World Cup victory. And, uh, Peyton hung it up, hung up his cleats after yet another Super Bowl win. And so for me, you know, I tend to do things a little differently. So <laughs> I felt an impressive 17 for 65 season would be a bold statement to wrap up my 20 year career. <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness, I, I have a lot of respect for these two. And uh, we grew up in our sports together. And I know the sacrifices that went along with standing here today. And uh, we're not on this stage just because of talent or ability. We're up here because of 4 a.m. We're up here because of two-a-days or five-a-days. We're up here because we had a dream and let nothing stand in our way. If anything tried to bring us down, we used it to make us stronger. We were never satisfied, never finished, will never be retired. My high school English teacher, Mr. Fisk, I actually paid attention one time in class. And, and he said, he had this beautiful quote, and, he, and it read, rest at the end, not in the middle. And I took that to heart. I believe there's time for resting at the end, but for me, that time is not now. Thank you for this tremendous honor and acknowledging my basketball career but I'm far from done. My next dream is to be honored one day for inspiring the next generation of athletes to have a dream, sacrifice for it, and never ever rest in the middle. Thank you to my wonderful family, my wife, our daughter, Natalia Gianna, and thank you guys. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pull up, um... Yeah. 
two of you on a trip to Germany. Yes. Where y'all played one on one supposedly in a yes. gym, and according to you, you won. He's, yeah, he's oh, I did win. He supposedly smoked. We didn't. Oh, I play, did. We didn't play one on one. First of all, did you go to we, Germany? We did play one on one. We wasn't keeping score. What we were doing? Who wasn't keeping score? So, <laughs> what we were doing? We were working on our footwork on the post. We were working out individually, and then we were working on our stuff. On the post, we have to keep a score. We just, right, we now, playing. We, now, if somebody's playing a workout, and if the person scores, they keep the ball. What is that? We wasn't keeping score. <laughs> have you ever been with him where he wasn't keeping score? <laughs> That's though? the question. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's the question. Now that you know him, has he ever? I mean, please, he has a cup of coffee and keeps score okay. about who if finishes. If he was first. keeping score, I wasn't keeping score. But eleven to three. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he said 11 to 3. I, 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 I got I a tattooed right here. You, I, I remember you, specifically. You can't believe the guy that doesn't even know the location where we were playing at. <laughs> it's okay, a different right? country. Right. But that's yeah, fine. It's a different now, country. Now, right. forget, forget this was, by the way, 21 jump, years ago. You know yes. Now, country, country, the country may be off. Now, I may forget. A lot of things. You forgot where we played. One at. thing I'm not going to forget <laughs> is the score. It wasn't Oh, it was. It's okay. <laughs> no, it was. It's all right, man. You had an off day. Whatever. You had an off day, man. You know, it's, it happens to the best of us, man. So it didn't happen to me that day. <laughs> <laughs> Shame. <laughs> i tell you that much. Uh, you know what? That. All right, so. My all-time starting five, I got, I'm going LeBron at point, MJ, Kobe, Hakeem, Shaq. That's pretty dominant. Uh, yeah. Four I, Lakers, three Lakers. I think he's he's on the Rushmore for me. Yeah. For sure. Top four players of all time. And I, I, I mean. Oh, for sure. Top four I'd have to go Magic, Kobe, Michael. <sighs> Those top Jordan? Three. Yeah, Michael, yeah. Right. I'm not saying in order from best. Right. I'm just, I'm just saying three. Four. <coughs> I don't know. I, I want to go Bird, but I also want to go Shaq. It's, I mean, in no order, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, Russell is mine. Sam? Um. Never mind. <laughs> but so my so on Monday, I had a game that night, and you know we're pretty bad. Because uh, I'm not on your team. We have some. Uh, I'm just an alternative. So when they need a sub, uh, I come and play. But there's you know a couple guys that just have. There's one guy that's just. <laughs> Like, this is the old guy you got screened by last time? No, no. no. <laughs> that was just pickup. But this guy's just like we'll just put, he had two over and back calls last game. <laughs> like, that sounds like some like when we're playing against the computer on 2K. Yeah. And so first uh, half, you know, I catch fire. I drop 15 in the first half. And then I kind of get Michael Jordan, you know, 1988 All-Star frozen out. <laughs> But so the game's over, we're losing, and everyone, like, there's like 20 seconds left, and they just go, one more for Kobe. And so I pull up from like 30 feet, just 
Not did you but, hit it? Yeah, no, but net. No, but you yeah, didn't. Swear. No way. Dude, it was sick. It That's was, actually sick. And it was like the moment before I even pulled up for the shot, I knew it was in. It was just like one of those like the, the moments, the euphoric like yeah, like angels in the in the back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like just angels in the back. Yeah. <laughs> like it was insane. I'm like ah. <clears throat> Players join us in a moment of silence. Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Mamba. Mamba. Neymar. Timmy D. There's LeBron. All the pain and all the sorrow. There is a question worth pondering. Why all the tears? The answer may be as complex as the man himself. Honey. We're all crying because of a wonderful idea shared with Kobe Bryant that a game matters. That what a person can do with a ball in their hands can make an impression far beyond the court that they play on. Seizing control of your heart, electrifying your imagination. <laughs> Connecting us to millions who believe in that same magic. One of the great farewell performances in any sport, 60 points. There's beauty in that idea, honor in that mission. And at its heart, there's love. We're crying because we got Kobe Bryant. If I could be remembered as a person that was born with a lot of talent, but did everything he could to try to overachieve. I lived every day as if he was the 12th guy on the bench. You know, I think that's a very powerful message to have. We got that to him. Every day can be a chance to lift yourself just a little bit higher. Make yourself just a little bit better. That was the Mamba mentality. I can't believe it's come to an end. You guys will always be in my heart. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. Pretty crazy. Yeah.
Once upon a time, there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. You have the opportunity to go to the NBA and play against the greatest players in the world. That doesn't get you going out and getting as well. It's like a dream come true. I, I couldn't even dream of this when I was a kid. You know, it's just no way possible. It's just, you know, just a blessing from above. The joy of the game uh, comes from just being out there and just playing. The competitive side of me uh, feels like we can win every game that we play. What I've learned is to, to, to always keep going. Give up the process <laughs> that gets you to that, those boring, agonizing moments. If you love that, then you know you found something that's really true to you. You know, if you do the work, you work hard enough, dreams come true. Those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. If you're a fan of mine, you're a fan of winning. You're a fan of the Lakers. That's never going to change. And I gave my soul to this game, man. I can choose nothing more I could give. I wanted to be one of the best basketball players to ever play. And anything else that was outside of that lane, I didn't have time for. It's not about my jerseys that are hanging up there for me. You know, it's about the jerseys that were hanging up there before. Growing up and watching all these great players play and uh, learning so much from them, to now be a part of that wall you know, means everything to me. You get older, you start to understand that really it's about the next generation. That these championships do come and go. But the most important thing you can do is to pay everything that you learn forward to the next generation to come. And that's truly how you create something that lasts forever. I love storytelling. Imagine, like, winning an Oscar, how ridiculous that would be. And the Oscar goes to. Unfortunately for us athletes, we've been pigeonholed into thinking that we can only be one thing. I'm here to show people that we can do much more than that. Winning an Oscar and then, and, and those are things that are showing other athletes that come after. No, no. There's more to this thing. The discipline, the commitment, the team, the community. How do I take those lessons and move those here? Having that sharp focus is something that I got from the game of basketball. You have to dance beautifully in the box that you are comfortable dancing in. My box was to be extremely ambitious within the sport of basketball. Your box is different than mine. Everybody has their own. It's your job to try to perfect it and make it as beautiful of a canvas as you can make it. And if you have done that, then you have lived a successful life. You have lived with mama mentality. You know, being married to my wife Vanessa's, I, it's fun. I mean, I, we have a good time together. I love her tremendously, and uh, I'm 
But we're best friends too. As a blessing. When we're raising our daughters, one of the things that we teach them is you just got to try your best. You just got to give it your all. Give it everything you have. As parents, you got to lead by example. If you want your kids to do whatever it is they want to accomplish in life, you got to show them. I have four girls. So my mission is to make sure women have opportunities. Our daughters will grow up understanding that they can be strong, they can be independent, they can be fierce. I just love spending time with my family and just, you know, just being a husband, being a father, being a goofball, just, just having a good time with my kids. You got 19 or 20 years to play with the Lakers. Yeah, 19, 19 or 20 at least. <laughs> Appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. I think the most important part is that we all stayed together throughout. You guys will always be in my heart. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. What can I say? My bow. Olympic gold medalist and 
five-time NBA champion off the court. Kobe was more than a basketball player. He was a beloved husband, an author, philanthropist, an Oscar, Emmy, and Annie Award winner, and most importantly, a father of four beautiful daughters. At this time, please join the Los Angeles Lakers, the Portland Trail Blazers, and the entire global basketball family in a 24.2 second moment of silence to honor the lives lost on Sunday. Thank you very much. And now, ladies and gentlemen, to honor the United States of America, will you please remain standing and remove your hat for the national anthem performed this evening by Boy to Man.
continue his legacy not only for this year, but as long as we can play the game of basketball that we love because that's what Kobe Bryant will want. So in the words of Kobe Bryant, Mamba out, but in the words of us, not forgotten. Live on, brother.
love you, Kobe.